All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Kingdom Conversations podcast. I am your host again, Selena Gilbuy, and I have a wonderful guest here with me today. We have an exciting, I believe it's an exciting topic for you, um, Elder Christopher Plummer. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm not elder just yet. Oh, you know. <laughs> no, I'm a I minister. You were elder. Okay, so Minister Christopher Plummer. Thank you. You're fine. <laughs> I'm doing well, Lady Bowie. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us. Our topic today is is just going to uh, delve into why are why is the church missing uh, that 18 to 35 group? And when I looked. When I looked, I did a little research and I noticed that that 18 to 35 is what we call uh, the millennials and the generation X's or generation Z, Z. I believe. Um, so I want you because you represent generation Z, I believe. How old are you? I'm 19. 19. Yes. So um, I think you can give us uh, some real insight on how we can uh, reach and attract that demographic. But before we get started, for those of you who don't know who you are, can you introduce yourself, your church, and how you, um, what areas of ministry you work in? Okay, well, hi, my name is Minister Christopher Plummer. Um, I'm a member of the Judah Tabernacle Church in Melvindale, Michigan, um, under the leadership of two profound spiritual leaders, and I'm glad to call them my spiritual parents, Bishop Cedric and Pastor Tanya Robinson. Yes. At my church, um, I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I serve as the multimedia director. Um, I am the armor bearer to the bishop, intercessory prayer, um, Sunday school teacher, youth worker, um, teach Bible study when needed. I'm just, wherever I'm needed, that's where, I'm, that's where I go. So I'm more of a behind the scenes person. Cool. And you said you are 19. Yes. Okay. I love it. I love it. Because to me, when I hear a Sunday school teacher, when I hear prayer, prayer is not very popular among your, your demographic, I must say. Um, I, I am, I'd like to consider myself an intercessor as well. And my experience, I do not see a lot of you all <laughs> there. So that is amazing. I love it. And hopefully after this conversation today, um, someone listening will be encouraged to do that as well. Sunday school teacher. Wow. Um, what Sunday school grades do you teach? Um, I typically have the high school. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about um, that was what you do inside of ministry. Tell us a little bit about what you do outside of ministry. Outside of ministry, I'm a current student at Wayne State University uh, pursuing a bachelor's for mechanical engineering. I have my own clothing line, which is entitled Real Rich Clothing. I also have my own graphic design business. And then I am also in the process of launching um, a business that inquires or that has church media involved. So it'll kind of be like a church media consultation ministry or I'm sorry, business Okay. Um, to help churches to come in and help churches build their media ministry. Um, as we know, this pandemic has pretty much shifted everything to online or virtual. And we're just now coming back to in the in person, but we're still the virtual will still be important. So I'm the process of that. That is wonderful. Absolutely. And you know what? 
Um, I, I don't think you made a mistake when you said ministry, because really when we talk about kingdom and that's really a premise of this podcast is, you know, everything that we do is kingdom. So ministry, even outside when, when, you know, when you're on the campus of Wayne state, you're still walking in ministry because you're representing the kingdom of God when you're doing your media, you know, that's still the kingdom. So you were right on this and ministry still, I shouldn't have maybe, um, Maybe I should have used a different terminology uh, <laughs> when distinguishing between the two areas, but that is wonderful. That's phenomenal. Kudos to you. Kudos to Thank you. you. That is Thank amazing. you. So um, I'm going to tell you, uh, Lady Tanya, your spiritual mother, mm-hmm. she is the one who actually um, kind of suggested this topic. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, and But when she said it, it was like a light bulb went off, like, you're right, you know, um, that age group. She said that 18 to 35. And so um, just for our listeners, I just took a, you know, I went to um, Mr. Google to see exactly what I was. I, I am uh, 45 years old. And, and then what my children are, I have a 21 year old, I have a 20 year old, and then of course a six year old. And um, so I learned that I guess I'm Gen X, according to whoever created this thing. That's 42, ages 42 through 57. They said people were born between 1965 and 1980. And then you have your millennials. Um, I have my siblings actually would be, would fit in that category. Um, Millennials are... They range in age between, they said, 26 and 41, I guess. And then they're born um, within 1981 and 1996. And then we have where you um, and where we kind of want to focus. So we're at the end of millennials and then Gen Z, which is pretty much everybody else, ages 6 to 26, they said, um, born in 1996 to 2012. So. That's a pretty, pretty big gap. But, and again, we're overlapping a little bit in millennials. So can you tell me, first of all, in your ministry, how how large or how involved are the people in your age group? Um, Since COVID, it's been hard, I will admit, but we're currently in the rebuilding stages. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm pretty sure a lot of churches are experiencing, especially within the youth ministry, the youth department. So we are in the rebuilding stages. We just relaunched our youth ministry, our JAG ministry, um, and that's been continuing to grow every week. And so we're getting back up and running. Okay. What, and what does JAG stand for? Uh, our JAG stands for Judah's Adolescence Generation. Okay, cool. Because it's Judah Tabernacle. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the youth pro. Okay, and and the youth. When you say youth, do you include what age groups? Do, does that include? Um, I probably say from the babies all the way up to nineteen. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Yes, and you're absolutely right that um, you know, ministries are just now starting to actually come back in person. So I do think everybody is kind of in that rebuilding phase, if you will, um, you know, reinstituting ministries that may have been put on pause during the pandemic. And um, so we want to talk about, let's kind of go pre-pandemic. Let's okay. kind of gear put our minds pre-pandemic, 
um, before all of this that we didn't even think. I mean, I know I didn't. I, I had no idea what was ahead of us, but I really do think um, God has used this for us to um, evangelize and branch in a way that we never thought, you know, for some of us, for some churches, I will say this is this was necessary for us mm -hmm. to reach a little bit further um, because it, you know, even this technology that we're using right now, um, the same platform that my church uses um, to broadcast on Sundays. And we hadn't, we didn't, we weren't doing this before, you know, the pandemic. So um, we're learning as we go. But if we go before the pandemic, um, talk about your youth program at your church, your, um, your um, visibility, if you will. Talk about that. Mm -hmm. How, how, was there a lot of uh, children or uh, young adults that were in JAG and having a good old time? Talk about it a little bit. So pre-pandemic, um, we were, we had actually just got done revamping our whole youth department. Mm -hmm. um, that goes from children's church to our JAG meetings to the whole youth in itself. Um, to tutoring. So we had just revamped that whole thing. And I must admit, it, it was booming. It was on and popping. Um, okay. The youth were loving it. We were attracting youth. Uh, we had a youth choir, um, drama ministry, dance. Uh, I say we had tutoring. Um, so we had all of those things and all those aspects. And our youth, um, it was continuing to flourish where people were inviting their friends to come to church. And it was growing. And then the pandemic came and shut mm -hmm. us all down. Mm, yeah. So tell me a little bit about the components that you said. You said it was booming. You know, they mm -hmm. they were bringing friends. I love to hear that because we that's something we don't see a lot. You know, people mm -hmm. asking their friends to come to church, you know. Um, so what are some of the key component components, excuse me, you think is necessary in order for a youth ministry to flourish? What needs to be in place? Um, I do believe order and organization within who's going to be working with the youth needs to be in place. And then I also believe that the youth need to be divided based upon their age group. For example, if I'm a high school student, I wouldn't want to be in a class with someone who's in fourth grade because there's some questions or some things I may want to ask that may not be appropriate for someone who is in fourth grade. Right. So therefore, um, I do believe that there needs to be structure. Um, they do need to be um, divided by age. And then there also has to be an attraction component. Um, okay. We have to attract them. And, okay. Yeah, that's where we want to get to. Talk about that. Yeah. So typically, um, youth, youth my age or younger, some older, as sad as it is, we're appealed by, um, you can appeal to us through our emotions. Our emotions pretty much dictate what we do. Um, okay. So therefore, we have to attract to their emotions. Um, we have to appeal to them um, in ways to make them think or in ways, and logically ways, like I said, to make them think or to like, hey, this seems fun or let's try to do this fun thing. And they would be like, okay, this is fun. I want to keep going. I want to keep doing it. We always want them to come back for more. And yeah. so um, I don't believe that we should, I don't, I don't think that it's necessary that we should try to dump everything into one session. No, no, you got to save room because it's a, it's a walk. Um, 
And so, yeah, um, like, for example, me and my first lady were having this conversation the other day, and she used the um, analogy of candy. As a kid, you want candy all the time. Mm -hmm. But as you grow older and you progress, you want the meat and the potatoes. So, therefore, um, I believe that there needs to be, especially the gap and between the ages or the division between the ages. Yeah, wonderful. I love that. And and mm -hmm. what I hear you saying is you may attract them with a little candy. Mm -hmm. but then as they go on mm -hmm. as you go on those subs the substance you need that nutritious mm -hmm. you know that you, like like the bible tells us you know um no longer meat or milk but meat the meat mm -hmm. of the matter right mm -hmm. and so like, as you grow older um you know you still may you still may want some candy here and now and then but then again <laughs> once you get older you will want i want the meat and the potatoes now it's just um yeah. we have to we have to grow as a walk. So like as a kid, I remember me one candy, always wanted candy, but then I had to realize candy wasn't always good for me. Mm, okay. And so then we have to realize that even within um, the church, just attracting them or appealing to their emotions is not always good for them. And if we, in a way, desensitize things, or if we, in a way, um, for lack of a better word, in a way that we, like I said, desensitize things, then mm -hmm. we're leaving them with no substance. There you go. Yeah. So therefore That's we have to, we have to, in a way, we have to discipline them mm -hmm. um, to move forward. Absolutely. I mean, when you talk about a word like discipline, uh, you know, that might be scary to most people mm -hmm. at, for a jump, but it comes from the word disciple and we're, we're, we're supposed to make disciples of, of people and, um, you know, point them to, to Christ. So mm -hmm. um, absolutely that attraction. Um, and it's, you know, what do you think is some of the distractions or deterrents? Maybe that's a better word that many young people encounter now that, you know, doesn't make the church attractive. Are there any deterrents you think? Um, I most definitely say social media for one. Okay. And then also probably um, their peers or the people they may be around in school. So I can speak for myself from preschool all the way up to middle school. I went to a private Christian Catholic school. So okay. therefore, I just thought I thought everybody was Christians. I mean, yeah. I just didn't know until I got to middle school. I was like, "Wow, okay." Um, so you know, it was just it was an eye opener for me because I didn't realize how some people really did oppose what I believed in. So I would, would say that that is a distraction, and um, I can remember some people telling me, "Why are you going to church every day? Why are you doing all this? Why are you doing all that?" Mm -hmm. And uh, Luckily, by that, luckily, I was mature enough to know why I was doing it. Okay. And so, therefore, I continue no matter what you say. Yeah. So, why so were then, you doing it? Tell, tell us, why were you doing it? Um, it went from because my mama made me. <laughs> my uh -huh. mama made me go to, I just, I just, I had a passion and a relationship with God that I wanted to be with. And then, so I can speak on, um, in my youth, I had some things going on. My parents ended up getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I didn't want to be at home. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, 
I was at church every time I could. Every time, every time doors open, I, I tried to be there, whether it was youth or Bible study or choir verse. I just, Sunday morning, I wanted to be at church okay. because I didn't want to be home. And then my friends was at church. So like, like I said, when you get church, we made, I made friends um, who now I call them my brothers and sisters. We look more like that, more so than friends. And I just wanted to be there. And then as I grow older, when I once I experience the pres the presence of God mm -hmm. and how He can change some things mm -hmm. just by being in His presence, it just has been up from there. <laughs> I feel that thing. I mean, because I believe what you're telling me is something that I've been having a conversation with our pastor, my husband, about that. There are a lot of things, you know, when you bring the the fishes and the loaves, so to speak people will come, but mm -hmm. the fishes and the loaves don't keep people. The spirit of God will, the anointing will. Mm -hmm. um, and so our goal, I believe, you know, there are things we have to do to attract the youth, but at the same time, we also have to know that the anointing is going to make the difference. That's what, mm -hmm. when, you, when you're talking about when you had, a, um, you said when you encountered him, when you experienced him, that that's the thing that that got you that got you hooked, right? Mm -hmm. It was good that your friends was there. It was good that you had. I heard you say you had community, and that's mm -hmm. that's important. Um, that the church has to, you know, you have to feel that you're a part of it. But again, you had that encounter, and you were able to develop a relationship. Um, with the father so that is so awesome that is so awesome so my question i actually um i had a conversation again with my oldest she is uh 20 she couldn't join us today i tried to get her to but yeah. she's uh 21 she'll be 22 next month but um i said well what is your what is your take on it why do you think i asked her about her friends and how many of her friends you know, are active in church. And and sad, sadly, she said, I might be the only one that goes, you know, consistently. And again, that's that age group that um, 20, 21, 22, they're about to graduate from college. Um, but um, she said, she agreed with me and with you that this generation has it worse because of social media. Mm -hmm. In my day, the internet what hadn't even come on, you know, the scene yet. It came maybe, I don't I think I was in college when, you know, it came on the scene. So I couldn't imagine growing up with Instagram and Facebook and seeing everybody's highlight reels <laughs> and having that pressure to think that, oh, it's, they always own. But what we have to understand is that they're showing you the highlights. They're not showing you the day-to-day. The -day. They're showing you the mountaintops. They're not showing you the valleys. They're not showing you the struggle. And so um, I, my heart does go out. And that's one of the, that's another reason that I was encouraged to do a podcast because I felt, you know, they're putting everything else out. We need to put the, we need to put Christ out there, you know. We have to get more of that. So, and when I hear you saying that you have a clothing line, I mean, tell us a little bit about that. I'm kind of jumping around, but you, it's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yes, I do have a clothing line. Um, it's entitled Real Rich Clothing. Mm -hmm. 
Um, How was that inspired? So it actually actually came from um, one of my best friends gave me that name, actually, because I don't know why my friends, they always think I'm the rich friend, but (laughs) I don't know why. I'm the blessed friend, I always say that. (laughs) But it actually came from him, and I was like, okay, maybe I like it. And then, but oftentimes when we hear the word rich, especially like from my generation, we always think of money, Mm -hmm. where you can be rich in knowledge, um, rich in wealth, rich in other things. And so... um, I prayed on it and I studied and then I was led to second Corinthians eight and nine, uh, which I'm trying to pull up right now. I want to paraphrase. Yeah. I want to say the, say the exact thing. I mean, say the wrong thing. I just want to say, the, I want to say the exact thing. Yeah. We said, you know, the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich yet for your sakes, he became poor so that by his poverty, he could make you rich. And once I found scripture on it, the Lord led me to scripture on it. That was awesome. That's wonderful. I love it. Mm-hmm. Say the name again. Real Rich Clothing. Real Rich, rich. Clothing. Yes. All right. All right. That's that's amazing. I love that. I love that. Congratulations on that. How, how long have you been doing that? Um, I actually launched April 1st. Oh, um, so it's brand, it's brand new. It's brand new. It's brand new. We got breaking news on here, y'all. Yeah, you got a website. We'll get to that. You know, okay. Okay. Yeah, website and all that, how they can contact you and buy merch, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But okay, so when I'm I'm looking at um, have you heard? I was doing, like I said, I was doing some research and I, I heard ran across a term called deconstruction faith. Have you heard that term before? I have heard it. And so when I looked it up, this is just a, a brief definition. It says uh, that refers to a crisis of Christian faith that leads to either a reevaluation of church or reevaluation of Christianity, or um, it leads to a total abandonment of that. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I brought that up is because when I talked to my daughter about what are some of the things that's keeping them from the church? She said that that generation, you tell me whether you agree or you disagree or what your thoughts are, that this generation talking, I guess, referring to that, that demographics that's missing, they're all about acceptance. You know, they want it. They want you to accept them like they are, however they are. They don't like to be corrected. Um, they, I guess we would say they don't like, being put on blast. Uh, what was another word she said? Um, she said they 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 don't like feeling that they're wrong, mm-hmm. and they feel that the church is too judgy. What do you say? I a hundred percent agree with that, and um, like I said, we're too we're too emotional in a way. Mm-hmm. Everything gets based off our emotions, and. Um, as we grow and as we walk, we have to realize that our emotions can't control us. And so therefore, um, especially speaking on the fact they think that everything they everything they say is right. I used to be one of those things, everything, everything yeah, is right. I said it, it's right. <laughs> it's not. And then um in a way we're we're too sensitive. We we can't take correction. Mm. Um I can speak from that from experience um i used to i'm still struggling with a little bit but uh, okay take 
correction and then because uh rather it's coming from a past my pastor my first lady or from someone else i was just like okay i kind of shut it off but or mm -hmm. i didn't want to hear it so it's going in one ear and out the other mm -hmm. when all actuality it was there to help me and there to guide me in which i realize that now okay and um speaking on the judgmental um aspect of it i agree with that too um most people my age do feel that the church is too judgy or that the people in church are judgmental. And um, I think that's because of the way we conceptualize the church. We think um, that everyone who's in the church shouldn't be doing nothing wrong or, being, or everyone's in church is perfect. Well, that's not the case. They are people too, just like us, where they make mistakes, um, whether it's being judgmental or whatever so therefore we have to realize that there are still people they're still human and um they're human in the world absolutely and i and what i really i what i think i hear you saying is that the young people they're not too they're not mature enough because when i think of you being too emotional i think of just immaturity um, and then, you know, when you're saying you're really sensitive and I think that all boils that all, that's all like a, a immature, immature situation. But what you said is, you know, there's a process, right? Mm -hmm. so how did you get out of that? How did you get to a place where, you know what? And I'm being honest with you. It doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've mm -hmm. been saved, how long you've been walking with God nobody likes to be wrong nobody mm -hmm. likes to be um criticized if you will no one likes to be um told that they were wrong or corrected but you understand it doesn't feel good but you mm -hmm. understand like you said it's for my good mm -hmm. so so how did you move from that place of being you know i don't wanna, i'm not listening to what you're saying to would you say the holy spirit helped you with that most definitely um like as you say, it's you have to, it's it's growing. It's, you have to that's what we call it, growing pains. Um, it doesn't feel good, but you have to do what's necessary in order to keep growing. And then, actually, in having a conversation with my first lady, and she was like, "Son, I only tell you this stuff because I love you." Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was like, "If I didn't love you, she said I wouldn't care." She was like, "But because I see, she saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself at the time." Mm. therefore once i got that conceptual conceptualization um i've been taking her criticism ever since mm. and there does come a time where um even today sometimes where we don't want to hear it or like i said we operate in our feelings um and she also told me she said if you can't if you're gonna be a minister you can't operate in your feelings right and i'm gonna tell you that's something i had to learn i'm still learning mm -hmm. um yeah you, you cannot you cannot mm -hmm. Because your trust in God, your faith in him has to be so, it has to triumph any mm -hmm. feeling that you have. Because there are going to be ups, there are going to be downs, there are going to be people who don't like you and they don't have a good reason not to like you. They just don't. Mm -hmm. And it's something in them that don't like what's in you. And, and you got to be okay with that. And yeah. again, transparent, that's something that I'm still, I'm yet learning. Um, but it's safer to trust in him. Mm hmm it's safer to trust in him. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's move on. I, I mean, I, I really want to get a good grasp on how can a 
Um, I, I asked her a question about what are some of the areas, like you said, you said structure, we need to have, make sure that we have order. I totally agree with that structure. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, attracting the age groups. I'm saying, how do we do that? Um, do you think it's important to have connections to the community? Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, referring to my daughter, she said something like um, she saw some Twitter posts where they were saying, you know, why would I give money to the church? They're just helping the leadership. Um, they need, you know, so they want to see you doing things in the community. They want to see you helping the poor. They want to see you talk about that as it relates to youth. Yes, we often hear that a lot um, from some of my um, peers who are unsaved. They'll, they'll, they'll call it a cult in a sense. I say it's not a cult for one. And then um we see the church as we've always known the pillar in our community, but we don't see the business side of a church. Mm. So therefore, um, just like they have bills, the church has bills that they have to pay and things like that. Right. And then we had to realize that we are most churches are a nonprofit organization, not a for-profit. Right. So therefore, um, which means legally the money that we have coming in has to go out somewhere. It can't mm-hmm. just sit there. And um, so therefore, I do believe that um, there does need to be a sense where people can see the churches, um, like you say, in the community, helping people outreach. Um, outreach is a very important aspect in the church, I believe, because that's how you compel people to come to Christ. Right, right. Um, so... Yeah, therefore, I just believe that, yeah, most people my age, they don't, they say the church is getting all this money and the pastor's driving a Cadillac and all this. And I had to tell them, I've seen behind the scenes of the church. I've worked behind the scenes of a church. I see what we have coming in and what we have going out. Mm-hmm. And it's just by the grace of God that we we made, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, everybody, well, some people don't tie like they should or decide like they're supposed to or give their offering. Mm-hmm. And it's about the grace of God that many churches have been sustained by that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say during this pandemic, you know, there were people before, but during the pandemic, they didn't show up. They felt like, you know, some people. But, um, but by the grace of God, as you said, thank God he brought us through and he's... Um, mm-hmm. He's bringing us back to where we need to be. Amen. All right. So let's talk. Let's go ahead and talk about your um, your business, your clothing line. How can how can people reach you? Um, you can reach me. I'm on Facebook at Christopher Plummer. Um, I'm on Instagram at Richie.Chris. I've um, my website to my clothing line is www.realrichclothingline.com. Um, you can reach me there. And yeah, that's that's about it. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna make sure that I get all of that information in our show notes. So I want you guys, I'm gonna go over, I'm support. I didn't know about that part. I knew that <laughs> graphic design, I knew that you were um uh what did you say, mechanical engineering. Yes. Now that that just sounds super smart to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds super smart. Oh my goodness. Now, how did you get into mechanical engineering? Ever since a kid, I've always loved cars and I've always wanted to, I was intrigued by how they worked or uh, like the new technology or how um, they function. 
And okay. so I was like, this is something I want to do. And then um, I went to school. Um, well, I'm in school for mechanical engineering. And mm-hmm. it's what I expected it to be. I loved it. <laughs> I was, okay. All right. Yeah. How do you see that that you can use that in ministry? Is there any correlation between um, mechanical engineering and, and ministry? Yes, most definitely. I will say, um, so the reason I chose mechanical engineering because it's the most broad type of engineering. So including audio, electrical, all of those things. And some of the stuff I learned actually helped us during the pandemic as a, when it came to our media ministry. Oh, okay. um, Especially when it came towards like the audio and um, setting our sanctuary up for return and then breaking everything down when we were online. Uh, so some of the stuff I learned in school, I incorporated, and some of the tools that I um, acquired, I incorporated it into the church or into ministry, and here we are today. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. And so I, um, before we go, um, Lady Tanya told me that you are a prayer warrior. So what I want you to do, if you don't mind, I want you to pray us out. We don't know who, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast, but I want you to pray for the hearts of the young people um, in your demographic, in that age group that we were talking about. Uh, Pray for the leaders that they would Mm -hmm. do what is necessary to attract and and to hold on to. I'm not, I don't just want to attract them, but I want to, I want to hold on to them. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And to get them to where God wants them to be. Um, and anything else that God lead, leads you to, to pray? You mind? Mm, I don't mind. Uh, but before that, I did want to say one more thing. First of all, thank you so much. Um, it's a pleasure. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure. But um, to anyone who's watching or to the youth watching, don't ever say I'm too young. Um, if you go back into Bible, 1 Timothy chapter 4, where Paul told Timothy, don't be afraid because you are a young man. Um, but he says to be an example in what you say and how you live and through love and through all of these various things. So don't ever say it's because I'm too young, because even though you're young, God can still use you. And there's always a place for you in the kingdom. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus. We come to you, Father. We just want to say thank you. We thank you, O oh God, for everything you've done and everything you're about to do, O oh God. Father, if you say in your word that our eyes have not seen, nor have ears heard, nor have been filled in the hearts of man what you have planned for us. Now, Father, we don't know what you're doing, but we know it's going to be great and we know it's going to be big. And we cannot wait to reap the benefits of it, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, Father, I come praying right now for everyone who's watching this podcast, O oh God, as that you will bless them indeed and enlarge their territory, O oh God. Mm-hmm. Father, I come praying for the youth right now in the name of Jesus. Father, though we may have all of these distractions and all of these things that may be hindering us. Father, we thank you, oh God, that we could find safety and refuge in you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That we don't have to look to substances or look to our peers for help, oh God. But Father, we can look to the hills, oh God, for our help comes for no one but you, oh God, mm-hmm. knowing that you are the one who is able to give us peace in the time of a storm, oh God. Mm-hmm. So Father, we just thank you and we bless your holy name tonight, oh, today, oh God, because you're worthy. You deserve it, oh God. 
God, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I come praying for every leader, oh God. I find that you would touch their heart, oh God, touch their mind, oh God, that they may make the necessary changes, oh God, to attract your people, the young people, to come to you, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. That is all for your kingdom, oh God. So, yes. Father, it's for your glory that we will do anything, oh God. Father, this and many other blessings we do ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you right. so much. All right. Until next time. I'll see you all. And keep living for the people. Thank you again.